0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Energy Central Power Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, D.W. Kiefer, joined by Matt Chester, Energy Central's Community Manager. Hi,
1: Matt. Hi, D.W. I know we have a really great episode teed up with some amazing guests. I can't wait to get started with them, so let's get into it.
0: Our guests today are Brent Jensen, Sales Engagement Director with Bentley Systems, and Wayne Diaz, U.S. Product Manager for PSS Syncal from Siemens. As grids modernize, they become more data-driven, forward-looking, and digital. To better enable this evolution, digital twins are increasingly recognized as mission-critical technology. Brent and Wayne work at the leading edge of this technology and will discuss with us why electric utilities need digital twins. Let me introduce our guests, starting with Brent Jensen. Brent works both with Siemens and Bentley on integrated transmission and distribution planning and design products for utilities. He helps show utilities the value of digitizing their power systems to streamline and automate the process of adding solar and wind to existing power distribution systems. Wayne Diaz is responsible for all technical software demonstrations, new software solutions, and R&D efforts at Siemens. He also manages new and existing customers, proposal management training and workshops, technical support, and marketing strategies for PSS Syncal across the U.S. Welcome to you both. Great to meet you
2: guys on uh, virtually. Thanks for, for having us today. Absolutely, thanks for having me here. Looking forward to our discussion this morning.
0: Let's start with a bit of context. For decades, electric utilities have collected a wealth of data that ranges from power plant health to substation operating conditions. Once most of that data was collected, it went unused and sometimes was forgotten. It was not unusual for literally billions of data points to either be underutilized or not used at all. Often that data remained warehoused in digital tools that to this day are disconnected from each other and that are accessible only to a handful of workers in specific departments or functional areas. Multiple forces are in play today, making it imperative to eliminate data silos and end the stockpiling of dark data and gain enterprise-wide insight into the electric power value chain. For today's discussion, we'll focus on how digital twin strategies can be an integral part of a utility's digital journey. Brent, let me ask you to start by outlining some of the key drivers that are leading electric utilities to go digital.
2: Yeah, DW, that's a great point. What we've seen with these utilities is they do have a great deal of data lying around. And in some cases, it's in boxes, it's still in paper, and it's valuable. I know one of our sales team was walking around with the utility and said, what if this building burns down? What what will happen? And they would be in big trouble. So getting this data into uh, not only a centralized area, but just getting into an, a system where they can leverage it would be nirvana for them. This is what some of these utilities uh, have told us, that if we would love to get to a centralized area to be able to manage not only the past data that we've got, but the, the future data that could be of a potential and, and one-if scenarios. And one of the things that's really driving this change is, is certainly renewables. Uh, wind, solar storage, the, the grid is changing now so dramatically for these utilities. It, it used to be in the old days, they generate a ton of power, put it out on a transmission line. Your load was pretty well fixed. But now with the advent of all these renewable sources and the avoidance, the cost avoidance that can go along with that for businesses, homeowners and utilities here in Austin, they're asking homeowners and paying homeowners to put solar on their houses because they're trying to avoid building another power plant. They just want to avoid that going forward. Until other sources become available that make it easier for them to manage that grid, so the grid is changing dramatically for these utilities, and and getting data into the system into a unified way is becoming a bigger and more important thing for them.
0: Wayne Diaz, would you care to add a bit more insight into what Brent has outlined for us? Yeah, DW, I'd
3: like to uh, piggyback off of what Brent just said around digitalization and how data is at the center. It is the common thread across all needs. Future-ready utilities need interoperable data exchange between the traditionally siloed systems. So as, as Brent mentioned, with the change in the industry, with the uh, introduction of distributed energy resources onto the system, our industry is changing. Consumers are turning into prosumers. As the grids are getting smarter, they're getting more complicated. So we have to be ahead of these complications. We have to address these challenges. And essentially, data lies at the center. We have to take this data, get value out of this data, and move towards a more digital setup.
0: Let's hone in a little more closely on the idea of a digital twin. Brent, can you explain for our listeners what exactly is a digital twin, and why is it growing in importance as a foundational tool for integrated planning?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun new sport for these utilities because I mean the the term digital twin means different things depending on who you're talking to. I mean, uh, the computer trades got digital twins, but for a utility, they would like to see what I have on the ground, what's hanging in the air, what's on these transformers, what's out in distribution is represented in a model that I can manipulate. And it needs to be accurate and and combining substations, transmission, distribution, DER resources that may be hanging out there, so they can get a better accurate model of of what is actually going on. Because as Wayne pointed out in his comments earlier, these worlds are currently separate, right? You get the generation guys, you get the transmission guys, and you get the distribution guys. And in some areas of the world, we're seeing the addition of these DER resources blowing up equipment. Because they're putting on wind and solar and the back feed into the, the grid has not been fully simulated and tied together in a model, and stuff's just blowing up. So they, they have to paper analyze this stuff and figure out what's going on and why is this happening. In, in, in cases of, of other parts of the world, California is a key example where fire is a problem. Being able to simulate an entire grid tied together so they, they could potentially microgrid certain areas because out there, they were just shutting off the power wholesale to everybody to try to avoid fires. They would love to be able to say, what if we isolated these communities on certain energy resources? And that allows us to shut off the grid and, and high wind areas and avoid fires, but keep power to their customers. How can we do that? So a digital twin would help those environments pull all that together into one big model. So you can see what exactly is going on and how I could break up that certain components at certain times of the year. This is already happening in the Midwest as well. Certain utilities shut off certain aspects of their grip in, in uh, tornadoes and hurricanes uh, so that they can reduce the damage from electrical fire and transformers blowing up and things like that. So that, That's what I think a utility is looking for in a digital grid. They want to see some accurate model that actually represents what they have on the ground so they can simulate these different
0: environments. Matt Chester, let me bring you into the discussion with a follow-up question.
1: Yeah, Brent, I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about the status of digital twin today. You know, is it cutting edge that's only in practice at a handful of utilities? Is it not yet ubiquitous, but becoming more common or... Or is it the fact that those without digital twins are falling painfully behind?
2: Kind of, kind of all three. I mean, we've seen <laughs> some utilities try to build a digital twin. And so they're trying to take their different siloed data sources and create what they call a the data lake. And, and unfortunately, it turns into a data swamp because managing all those different data sources and getting it into a common format is hard. And this is one of the things Bentley and, and Siemens working together are solving. Uh, We we have a common data format. It's open source. You're not getting locked into anything. And it allows you to keep your data sources where they're at, the training that you've done, and feed these into a central area so you can build that digital twin and start out small. Start out by bringing in your transmission distribution networks. Build that model out. And then bring in your substations and build that model in. So there's there's ways that you can stair-step build out a digital twin and and get you to a a place where now not only have you built it out, it's being checked. You can check it with rules-based files and and give yourself some confidence. This has amazing efficiencies for the utility. Not only can planning engineers and ops engineers then take a model that they know is good and and try what-if scenarios going forward. Uh, It gives them a lot more flexibility um, with these new disparate sources, wind, solar, EB cars, batteries, et cetera.
0: Can we dig a little deeper into this and help us understand how technology solutions can enable engineers to fast-track the approval of DER interconnection requests? Could you add a little more insight around that?
2: Oh, yeah. So today, when when engineers get a DER request, we'll, we'll, we'll take an example. In California, they're getting like 2,000 interconnection requests a day for solar, batteries in homes, businesses want to put solar panels up big megawatts worth of power somebody has to analyze the grid to see what that's going to do and today they have to manually do that now in many cases it's a small in-on house thing they can take 10 or 15 minutes but 2000 of those adds up so it's a great deal of time and effort for these planning engineers to respond to these requests across the grid that they have and what we can do when you get a digital twin in place is automate that to a great extent you can just When someone comes in with a request, you can click on that, fill out a form, a couple of lines, how much power do they want on the home or business, and we'll run the study behind the scenes. And if it fails, we'll tell you why and and what needs to be done in order for that to pass. And we keep track of every one. So it's all logged for regulatory purposes. You can look back and say, did we run a study on that home or that business? What was the result of that study? Who ran it? how much power was considered, et cetera, et cetera. So we can dramatically streamline the DER interconnection process request for these engineers and for these utilities, save them a great deal of time and effort and and help them manage their grid more efficiently.
0: Wayne, please help us understand how electrical analysis tools combine generation and transmission and distribution network simulations to offer utility stakeholders a more complete picture for their analytical work.
3: So the, so the idea of here, DW, is, again, there is one physical power grid, but a typical utility can maintain many diverse grid models, each associated with a different enterprise domain. And Brent mentioned this earlier. Uh, every system works in silos. They have their own data formats, details, and a team of experts to manually maintain this data. So now moving into this digital twin It closely aligns the real and virtual worlds by providing utilities with a single source of truth to model the data. And also we've created uh, solutions around automation of DERs, how we can address DER interconnection studies, how we can streamline this analysis and increase efficiencies in order to facilitate grid simulation across all domains. Basically trying to be reliable, efficient, and plan for a secure electrical power system operations and maintenance. Uh, When we step into the simulation world, that that is the big issue right there, models. There is a lot of manual effort today that goes into creating these models. The electrical digital twin jumps in and enables this automated process to have models which are ready to go for a day-to-day study. The second piece of that is having automated, streamlined study processes. And what that entails is now planners, transmission, distribution, generation, they have solutions within the electrical digital twin that enables them to automate their day-to-day studies. So for instance, a study that would take two to three days for an engineer for a DER
0: interconnection study. Now this this could be done within eight hours. Wayne, let me stay with you and ask, does the integrated planning solution require much, if any, consulting or engineering effort, or is it largely a plug-and-play solution?
3: So the integrated transmission and distribution planning uh, is a plug-and-play solution only if your models are up-to-date, validated, and clean. So again, it comes down to that same point, DW. We need to have clean, validated models. Uh, once we do have those models, then we can move towards any analyses. I mean, you know, it comes down to if you don't have uh, synchronized, validated models, it really makes it really hard to do any kind of analysis. It just comes down to garbage in, garbage out. So the first piece to that plug-and-play is to eliminate any manual work, number one, for model creation, number two, validate those models, and number three, feeling confident that you have the right models to move forward towards addressing disruption in the industry where we're moving towards smart grids and a more complicated power system. So once we address that, then uh, the the rest of the processes, the rest of the offerings of the electrical digital twin, that becomes a a plug and play process.
1: Wayne, Matt here. I have a quick follow-up. You know, when it comes to all these tools being implemented by the utility, does it impact at all the service a customer gets in a way that they'll notice, or is it just added measures to ensure you know the customer can continue to interact in the same way with the utility, flipping on and off light switches without really thinking about what's going on behind the scenes?
3: Good question there, Matt. And essentially, um, it could be either. Okay? So... The electrical digital twin and the, the various different advanced analytics applications that come with the digital twin, that number one, we complement the utility's day-to-day business processes, or we can also show them the different value propositions around increased efficiencies and optimized processes with the utility having the ability to operate the grid closer to its physical limits. So we're getting really close to what are the physical limits? What is the actual physical system in the field? So that number one, that in itself has an increased efficiencies for the utilities to make those decisions, uh, whether or not it, they would have to shed load or not to maintain reliability on the system. And, you know, it gives them an added visibility to really, really trying to get closer to the physical limits of the system. The other piece of this is it also enables the utilities with a more comprehensive system modeling and planning solution for integrated transmission and distribution analysis and and operations. So traditionally, transmission planners would do um, their planning, distribution planners would do their day-to-day, but now in reality, the transmission and distribution are connected. So this digital twin solution pitches up those two worlds where now the transmission and distribution planners can actually interact. They can look at integrated transmission and distribution, understand the impacts of DERs on not just the distribution system, but also on the transmission system and vice versa, where today these behaviors and impacts of the DERs are assumed on the transmission so now the digital twin basically enables the utilities to increase their efficiencies and also eliminate majority of that manual work around model creation, driving towards a, a more streamlined process, which enables them to really build that foundation for any future digitalization use cases and the ability to leverage emerging technologies with advanced analytics.
0: Brent Jensen, we've been talking a bit about DER studies and the number of studies that a utility might have in process at any one time. What I, I'm wondering is how the solution keeps track of multiple studies for things like regulatory compliance and to serve as a benchmark for future studies. Could you help shed some light on that? Yeah, that's a good question,
2: and and, and this is where utilities get somewhat overwhelmed. Uh, as I mentioned before, some utilities in California get 2,000 of these a day. And how do you keep track of that? How do you know what engineer did what to what model? And for, again, regulatory purposes, keep tracking of all that. And that's what part of our digital twin solution does for you. And it even gets into where you could automate this in a way and even provide self-help for homeowners or solar installers or, or other installers. They could log in to a utilities model and run their own study and say, this homeowner wants to put 10 G B on their home and and run that study and either get uh, an approval or not to do that. We'll keep track of all that. We'll keep track of who ran it. We'll keep track of what model it was run on, date, time, all that stuff. And and so going forward, you have a lot of power, not only for homeowners and solar providers or other providers to, to run these studies themselves as part of the approval process for the utility but it offloads a ton of work for the utility, you know, whereas today some planning engineer has to run those studies and keep track of that and document it some way. Now you could offload those guys and let other people run those studies potentially. And, and even on bigger models, see you know, do what-if scenarios themselves internally that tie them into asset data or project data or, you know, and see what, what happens if we did this. What would be the costs involved? What would this do to the grid? And, and again, keep track of all of that as you build it out and be able to search on it. So yeah, that's one of the, the powers behind a digital twin is, is being able to, to run these studies in a more efficient, quick manner and
0: keep track of them all. What message would you offer to utilities that are thinking about adopting a digital twin approach but haven't acted yet? What's your elevator pitch?
3: Absolutely. So as far as... The whole electrical digital twin journey is concerned. First things first is the mindset. It is our, our traditional ways of doing things may work, but as the grids are changing, our traditional ways are, are just going to be obsolete. And we have to start thinking about reducing efforts around how we do things Because now we have to efficiently start addressing the other challenges uh, within the system, where the different smart grid initiatives, the different smart emerging technologies, are coming onto the system, which are creating challenges which were not there before. So utilities they need to really analyze their current ways of doing things, their future plans, and where they're going. The next one is the design phase, where they start thinking about really What is our vision? What is the roadmap? How do we want to align ourselves for the future, given the disruption in the industry? So those are some of the questions that utilities need to start considering uh, when driving towards an electrical digital twin. But the the big pieces to that is once they're able to answer those, they have a better grasp on uh, the efforts that go into driving towards something like that the electrical digital twin can also assist with improved investment planning, integration of clean power. And finally, this all leads to
0: improved grid reliability. And Brent Jensen, what is your key message? Yeah, what we subscribe uh, or discuss with these guys is start small.
2: Where where are you spending a great deal of time and energy today? You know, and, and either trying to manage the data that of your grid, or manage DER interconnection requests, or where where are you struggling the most today? And 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 we can get started there to solve that problem, and a foundation that allows you to build that out. So you're building on things that are saving you today, saving you time, saving you effort, saving you money with your engineers that are struggling with all this this workload, and elevating them to a to look at bigger things for your utility. So it's it's very easy for us to run a case study with you and say here's how we could get started to get the mechanics around that. Let's fix your GIS data maybe perhaps as a start. Get it into a rules-based checking format so, so you offload all sorts of people that are that are manually trying to keep that data intact as it's changing as it probably is daily with repairs and DER requests and all that sort of stuff. So. That's that's the the main theme is we suggest we start small, and figure out where we can have the biggest impact to get started.
3: Yeah, and and I I, I have one point um, that I would like to make to uh, Brent's yep. discussion. There is electrical digital twin could be a complicated solution where you know it could create a lot of confusion in the minds of the utilities as well on really what is the importance, why do I need one, and that's why uh, the idea around what Brent just mentioned is start small and see the value add, see the value proposition on what a, a, a small solution or a proof of concept would look like, and then start diving deeper into uh, really getting into what the electrical digital twin can offer. So starting off with a proof of concept, starting off with workshops, trying to understand from uh, the subject matter experts on how potentially an electrical digital twin can change the state uh, within a utility.
0: This has been a great discussion. My thanks to Brent Jensen of Bentley Systems and Wayne Diaz of Siemens for helping us look more closely at digital twins. And a very warm thanks to Bentley Systems for supporting this special edition of the Energy Central Power Perspectives podcast. On behalf of my colleague, Matt Chester, and everyone at Energy Central, I'm D.W. Kiefer, thanking you for listening. Look for other podcasts, newsletters, and power sector commentary in the Energy Central community at energycentral.com. We'll see you next time.